In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Word Anchor Podcast. I trust you will enjoy this episode. And this episode is titled Desperation. You see, child of God, desperation has a potential of landing you in trouble or in victory. A desperate person will go to great lengths to come out of the trouble that they are in. Desperation takes reason and wisdom out of the window and exposes a person to decisions that may not be the best ones for that person for that time. Desperation focuses on getting a solution, and for some people, at all costs. It doesn't matter whether the solution is right, whether the solution is uh, detrimental to that person. It doesn't matter what the result of that action will be. A person that is desperate may do anything, practically anything. Take, for instance, a parent with a sick child. They can reach a point of desperation. As a parent, you cannot take away the pain from your child. You hear their cries in the night. You give them this and that, and it doesn't work. The doctors may tell you that there is nothing much that they can do. They may have come to the end of their education concerning the sick child. What are you supposed to do? When you have tried everything, when you have prayed, when you have fasted, when you have done everything that is possible that can be done by you, and the situation is still the same, what can you do? I know very well the pain of watching your child almost slip away to eternity. I have lost hope many a times during that trying season. I have cried bucket loads of tears. I had to learn to stand up and to pray. It was prayer. It was God hearing the prayers of a mother, of a father, of the friends and family, of the brothers and sisters that were praying together with us. It was desperate times. We're truly desperate. It is at that point that solutions may be before you. Some people will tell you to go there, you might get help. Some people may tell you to take this, you might get help. Some people will give you solutions that you know very well that they are against the word of God. Some of the solutions may be, well, the best, yet may look promising, and some even come true for you. But at what cost? What is it that you are prepared to pay so that you can live, so that your child can live? What is it that you are prepared to forego so that you can get something back? This episode looks at the desperation of two kings in the Bible. The previous episode, I reflected on the story of King Hezekiah. It is written in the book of Isaiah chapter 38 verse 1. He had come to the point of desperation. He had come to the point where he was facing death. It is written in verse 1. In those days Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Just imagine these words. Thus says the Lord. You shall die. You will not live. You can't argue with that, for it is said that it is the word of the Lord. When faced with death, man views life as final. 
when given an opportunity to give to live a little longer a man desperate to live will take it at whatever cost many people have done things out of desperation and they have said that i will repent later or god will understand and forgive the devil is always seeking an opportunity to drive the people of god away from god you see satan attacks you not because he just wants to afflict you with pain if you remember the story of job the devil wanted him to separate himself from god the devil did not have anything to do with the children of job he didn't need the donkeys and the camels and the sheep and the and the goats and the and the cattle no the devil doesn't eat those things he doesn't sleep in your house he doesn't eat anything that you lose he doesn't even take the dead to do anything with them but you see he wants you to suffer and when you have suffered that you will judge god as unfaithful he said to god does job serve you for nothing take away your covering touch his wealth touch even his flesh and job will curse you so to him whatever he does to afflict you as a person it is because he wants you to curse god he wants you to look at god and say god you have failed to heal my child and therefore you are not god you have failed to take away the pain therefore you are not god god you have failed to come through for me when i needed you the most when i fasted and prayed day and night you still did not answer me therefore you are not god desperation will drive you to speak bad about god if you are not strong in faith and grounded in the word of god many people that say there is no god they say so because of the pain they've experienced previously some will look at the pain and the mess in the world and then they will say it means there is no god because if he was there then he would not let the situation continue like that they think that if there be any god then there should not be any evil so they actually just contrasting these two things and say if there is evil it means there is no good and if there is no good then there is no god king hezekiah came to that point of desperation a desperation where he either had to curse god and die or he was going to go to god and live he was sick we are not told how long he was sick we are just told that he was about to die he had boils medicine was not advanced during that time so there was nothing much that could be done for him perhaps maybe hezekiah had hope that he was going to be healed we don't know however the message from prophet isaiah destroyed that little hope that he had of getting better if he did his condition was fatal death was imminent he was told put your house in order you are going to die you are not going to live this sickness is unto death and there is nothing that you can do about it the prophet did not pray for him He did not say I'm going to pray for you. He left him with a message, put your house in order. It is one thing to be told by a doctor that your situation is hopeless. You have no hope of recovery. It is another to be told by God that you are going to die. How do you contend with God? How do you stand against the word that he has spoken? The omniscient, the one to whom you belong, the one who never lies, for the Bible says it is impossible for him to lie. The same one who has the power to heal you tells you that you are going to die. In other words, I God have decided not to heal you and you are going to die. That was a very desperate situation. Who are you to argue with God when he has spoken a word? In fact, some people when they are sick they would say perhaps it's the will of God that I am sick. 
Whereas instead of them accepting the will of God, they will still go around looking for medicine to get better and still say it is the will of God. We must be very clear about the will of God. He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Hezekiah was desperate. No doctor could heal him. No human being could stand against God, the creator of men. He could not hold his breath even if he tried. His desperation drove him straight to God. He surrendered to the Lord God of the spirits of all flesh. He went to the one who gave breath to men and he became a living being. Truly, without God, man is nothing. Man is like grass. He falls away and withers. What option then do you have, child of God, when you come to that point of desperation? King Hezekiah had one option only. His option was God. The very God who said he was going to die. That was his only option. He prayed. He appealed to God. He reminded God about what he had done and God had mercy on him. God sent the very prophet that told him the bad news to come and tell him the good news. Talk about a turnaround. Never run away from God when you are a desperate child of God. Now, when you look at this story of King Hezekiah, compare that with the story of King Saul, the first king of Israel. There was a man chosen by God, the first king of Israel, the one who disobeyed God at least three times because of desperation. Firstly, Samuel the prophet told him to wait for him to come and do the sacrifice before they went for battle. The king and the people waited until seven days. And on the seventh day, seeing that the people were scattering, instead of reigning in on them and commanding them to keep their position, King Saul decided to break the command and do the sacrifice himself. So he looked at himself and looked at the people he was supposed to lead and thought that they were bigger than him, and thought that he should do what they want him to do to please them. He pleased the people out of desperation instead of God. You would think that he would have learned his lesson. No, God gave him another instruction, to go and destroy the Amalekites, all of them, not some, both men and beasts. You see, the Amalekites were the ones who attacked Israel when they came out of Egypt. They were the first one to attack Israel at the Battle of Rephidim. Joshua led the men to battle and won that battle. You remember that um, Moses raised his staff and he got so tired. He was sitting on top of the a hill and he was raising his staff up to the point that he was tired. And Aaron and Hur were the ones that were lifting his hands up, up until the battle was won. Now God spoke a word after this. He said, write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven because the Lord has sworn the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Exodus chapter 17 verse 14 and 16. Now God had an issue with Amalek. These were the enemies of God. These were the people that were trying to stop God's word and his promise to Abraham that after 400 years, your people will come out of the foreign land that they would have gone to and they will come back to the promised land. These were the people that were trying to stop the plan of God. They set a precedence for other nations to attack Israel. They were withstanding God and his plan and God would have none of it. Because you see, the word of God, once it is spoken, it will never 
return to him void. It is written in his word. He is the one that will seek his word to fulfill it. And Amalek was trying to make God to be a liar and he will not have it. King Saul allowed them to leave, the fattened calf and their king Agag. And that was his second disobedience to God. That was the breaking point of the relationship between King Saul and God. It was done. It was finished. God was done with King Saul. You see, the things that you do out of desperation and you think God will understand, God will come to the point where he is done with you. God will come to a point where he turns his back against you. God will come to a point where he takes away his spirit from you. He took away his spirit from King Saul and he was a madman. His desperation led him to disobey God twice and lose the kingdom in the process. His sons never ascended the throne again. What a painful ending to the one that ascended the throne with such grace and the power of the Holy Spirit upon him. What will profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What will it profit you if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Matthew chapter 16 verse 26. It is not profitable to please men instead of God. It is not profitable at all to do things out of desperation, trying to save your soul and lose it in the process. It will not profit you to do the things that are in disobedience to God, gain the whole world and go to hell. The ending of the life of King Saul is a painful one to read. From the one who was taller than everyone in Israel, good looking, to a desperate king going in the shade of darkness to do what is against the word of God. Samuel had died. There was no prophet to save King Saul. So he had to go to battle. The Philistines had come again to battle with him. Remember when he was facing the Amalekites, he was desperate. So again, he was now facing Philistines and he was desperate. It is written in 1 Samuel chapter 23 verse 3 to 7. Now Samuel had died and all Israel had lamented for him and buried him in Ramah in his own city. And Saul had put the mediums and the spiritists out of the land. Then the Philistines gathered together and came and encamped at Shunem. So Saul gathered all Israel and they encamped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart trembled greatly. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by dreams or by Urim or by the prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, Find me a woman who is a medium, that I may go to her and inquire of her. Now note that it says, Saul, when he saw the Philistines, he was afraid. So it was fear that drove him to be so desperate. His heart trembled greatly. This was the warrior that was desperate. This was the warrior that was able to fight the Amalekites. And though he had won the battle, he still disobeyed God. Now there were the Philistines coming and King Saul had forgotten that the same God that gave him victory against the Amalekites was the same God that was going to give him victory against the Philistines. He trembled with fear. The three times of desperation were as a result of the enemies coming to attack Israel. Now King Saul made two big mistakes of disobeying God. The third one, he had already lost the favor of God. This time he was against the law, disobeyed even his own instructions of not allowing mediums to do their evil things in the land. He drove out the mediums and he still went out 
to find one medium out of the land that he had driven them from. He went and did the very thing God said must not be done by Israel. He consulted a medium. King Saul was a warrior, yet he knew that his victory was because of the God that he served, not solely because of his own strength. He knew that he needed to hear from God first before going to battle, and he was desperate. There was no voice. There was no prophet speaking to him. God was silent. King Saul also knew that he had fallen from his relationship with God, so he had no way of getting a prophetic word on the matter. He became desperate to hear the voice of God. Yet instead of pursuing God, he went to a medium to go and raise the spirit of Samuel. He got his answer. He was going to die. The medium could not help him. The spirit of Samuel could not help him. The dead cannot help the living. King Saul and Jonathan went to battle and they both died. And David cried and lamented how the mighty have fallen and the weapons of war perished. Second Samuel chapter 1 verse 27. The mighty fell even after consulting a medium. What a sad ending. Today, sicknesses, marital problems, financial problems, and even witchcraft have brought so much desperation, even on believers, to the point that they go to spiritists and mediums to get a word about their issue and to get help to resolve it. False prophets have risen to fill the void of not hearing from God. People want to know who's bewitching them. People want to know what is God saying about this. People want to know when they will get jobs. People want to live their lives without problems. So when problems come, they run everywhere and anyway, desperate to get help. Never be so desperate, child of God. They say, God will forgive me. They say, God will understand. God has seen my pain. God was not answering anyway. These people use evil sources of power and information in the spirit realm, and they come and apply it in the physical realm. You hear them telling you correct information. You rejoice, whereas they are working for the devil. Whose son or daughter are you? The medium that King Saul consulted told him the truth. You are going to die. There was no help for him. She told him the truth. So you'll go to a spiritist today and they will tell you the truth and you'll rejoice that you've heard the truth. Who is the source that is giving you this truth? Why are you desperate as if there are problems too big for God to handle? Is there no prophet who has downgraded God? to an ordinary man who's limited in power. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? King Hezekiah understood that his life was in the hands of God and there was no one else that could speak to his situation. He approached the giver of life, praise the name of the living God. He approached Jehovah Rapha himself. He approached the one who said in his word, I will take away sickness and disease from you. I will give you a full lifespan. I am the Lord that healeth you. So Hezekiah knew that his life was in God's hands, not a medium, not a spiritist, not a false prophet, but God himself. He went to God and cried out for mercy. You would do well to do the same child of God. Go to God. Some will go to a medium and die whilst in there. What will you tell God? Some through desperation will sell their bodies for money. They will say, do not judge me. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day 
and having done all, stand. God has not promised us that there will not be powers that stand against us. Child of God, God has not said there will not be rulers. It is written clearly these things, we are going to have to battle against them. We are going to wrestle against these things. God is saying to us, fight, my child, fight, wrestle, stand against these things. They are wickedness, stand against them. You have a problem, it's a challenge, you are desperate, do not give in to the enemy. Fight, stand, remain standing after everything that you have done, stand. Withstand in the evil day, child of God. God expects us to put on the whole armor and fight a good fight of faith. He expects us to issue those missiles against the enemy. He expects us to stand, not to curse him, not to be too desperate, not to run around and do the things that he says we mustn't. We mustn't be too desperate to hear the voice of God that we are prepared to hear the voice of the enemy. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice, the voice of a stranger they will not hear. Why go to a medium? Why go to that stranger? Why do you want to hear the voice of the stranger? Why are you so desperate to hear the voice of the stranger instead of the voice of the good shepherd? He is the one that tells you that the wolf is coming. He's not telling you that the wolf is not going to come. God has not promised us lies. He has not told us that in this time and age, we are not going to have trouble. The devil is here. The enemy of mankind is here on this earth. Trouble does come. Pain does come, but God says stand, remain standing. After you have done all, stand. You are desperate, stand. You are pushed hard, stand. You are powerless, stand. It is painful, stand. You have lost hope, stand. Hope will come back, stand. God will help you. He will come and rescue you. With long life, he will satisfy you. Child of God, the only thing that God wants us to do is to know his word, believe and do it. That's all that he wants from us. He wants us to trust him. The word that he has spoken to us, he wants us to trust him in that specific word. We cannot afford to be listening to other voices that are not of God. We have to stand on his word, fully armed. We have to stand on his word, believing him. We have to do the word of God and stand and remain standing. The enemy comes. But the Lord will raise up the standard against him. He requires that when you are in a desperate situation, run to him, not away from him. Do not come out of the congregation to go to consult a medium or a spiritist. Do not leave the word of God. Stay there. Do like Hezekiah. Even if a true prophet of God has told you a negative report, go to God with it. Do not be afraid. There is no higher prophet here. Only Jesus. If he has told you that God has said you are going to die, go to God like Hezekiah. Even if he is a true prophet of God. He has failed to pray for you to be healed. He has failed to stand with you to believe God. Go to God yourself. He will hear your prayers. Don't be too desperate to the point of disobeying God. I know some of you might think maybe she doesn't have problems. I do have my fair share of problems. Perhaps at times it's not even fair. Some of the challenges that we face in life, you look around and you ask yourself, why am I struggling? Why is this other person having a better life than I am? But you see, if it is your lot, it is your lot. And God trusts you. God trusted Job. And he trusts you that even in that situation, there is sufficient grace. Even in that situation, there is sufficient grace. He said that to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. 
you are suffering, you are struggling, my grace is sufficient for you. God will give you strength. He wants you to get it from him. God will give you a word. He wants you to seek it from him. God will bring you help. He wants you to get it from him, not to any other source. He is the giver of life. Every other thing was created. He was not. He exists from eternity to eternity. He is God. Don't be too desperate, child of God. Go to your father. He is always there, ready to hear your prayers. He is always there, ready to answer when you call. Believe him and him only. May you be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.